We won. I, uh... Well, welcome one and welcome all. We are live here on Berry Flow Upstream number 132, and we're going to be talking about CES, Mercury, and a lot of other fun stuff. So, uh, you know, how you guys been doing? James, take it off. Take Go on. Tell us about your um, weekend. My weekend's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because Sunday always seems to be like the best day of the weekend. And it, I don't think it was always that way for me. I think after a while, like Upstream kind of made... Sunday something to look forward to as I kind of just sit down and think about all the news that happened. I mean, right into CES 2017, TCL showing off their new BlackBerry keyboard device, right? I mean, we don't necessarily know what the name's going to be or anything like that, but at press meetings, TCL basically laid out a string of details about this device leading up to Mobile World Congress 2017 as a launch time frame. And I think that happens in Barcelona at the end of February, right? And that it's gone. Now we've all seen like numerous hands-on of the device out there under the camera lens, but we still don't know any details, right? It's kind of interesting. So we don't have any full confirmation of any of the specs or any of the finer details of that BlackBerry, and these pre-production units that were shown may or may not end up as the final hardware configuration. Outside of that, BlackBerry QNX showing strong at CES with four different vehicles, tons of autonomous drive stuff, all really, really exciting, right? Expanding on that Ford deal. I want to start, guys, talking about BlackBerry QNX. I mean, this is one of their larger shows that they do and they actually are coming out like in full force i don't think they've ever had four vehicles at ces before so it's kind of a new year new first for them do you guys think like the blackberry qnx initiative and some of the refocusing that they've done to kind of consolidate blackberry and qnx as one brand is is a smart move for them going forward i think it's actually in my opinion i think it's better if they just bolster the qnx brand as being their iot embedded technology type of brand and autonomous vehicle brand because I think the BlackBerry name, I think we've met, I mentioned it before in a previous upstream, I think the BlackBerry name has kind of been tarnished now. I think I think it's still good when you look at BlackBerry in terms of security. I think BlackBerry side of things should be focused on security focused initiatives. And I think QNX should be the brand that they use for IoT focused initiatives just because it's it's in that field and it's People have a lot of have a very favorable view of that brand in that field, and I think bringing in BlackBerry into the fold, I think maybe strategically it might make sense. But I think in terms of you know where they stand now, I think QNX is a really strong brand to just and they just keep going with that. <laughs> I can I can see why. BlackBerry went ahead and I, I don't necessarily disagree with Brennan. I just I can understand why John Chen and crew went ahead and did what they did and bringing both names together and that <clears throat> Thomas Drive down the road is going to be the future and the number one issue with uh, governments and so on and so forth bringing that to to light is the security behind it. So BlackBerry's reputation with security and pairing that with Autonomous Drive, I think that's what they're basically aiming at. So. Don't disagree with Brendan, but at the same time, I can get why why they went ahead with it. Plus, I also see it as like an opportunity for them to essentially go ahead and take off some of the tarnish on on whatever the BlackBerry brand has remaining. Like they can they can essentially improve the BlackBerry brand by doing good in that portion. You know what I mean? If they do good in that area, then it basically it lifts some of that bad connotations that come with the BlackBerry name because then it will start being associated with something good. 
rather yeah. than failed smartphones, as everybody essentially refers to it now. I think when Brandon and then you, you know, echo on the tarnish concept there, I think that's a really eloquent way of putting it, that the brand is tarnished, but it's not broken, right? It's not beyond repair. It needs to be buffed up, that's for sure. And and as we, as we know, when you grow, it's through experience and it's through, you know, corrective action and really kind of bringing yourself back to where you need to be. And if TCL, in their own sense, can go ahead and help, you know, spruce up the BlackBerry brand, even from a consumer mindset, and QNX does that from the IoT security standpoint too. I think it all leads back to BlackBerry, right? And it strengthens that brand that obviously has a lot of, you know, users that are quite familiar with it over the years. It's been really cool, I think, watching CES 2017 and seeing so many people talking about BlackBerry again and kind of excited to see that, you know, it's not 2007, it's 2017 and there's a BlackBerry to talk about. At the same time, like, I don't disagree with anything anybody said, but at the same time, I think that it, I don't know if it actually helps with any of their messaging either. I think when it comes down to, like, the consumer level, if if we want to go ahead and actually reach out to that conversation, when it comes down to the consumer level, I think it causes a lot of confusion as well. Because if you look at, at some of the, the posts that went up, it's like, some of the people who posted about the Mercury posed it as like being a device being introduced by BlackBerry, and some of the other people posed it as a device being released by TCL with BlackBerry branding, so on and so forth. So it, it and you have the BlackBerry the QNX messaging that is out there now. So I don't know what that does on. Or if it even matters at a consumer level, like what that does for the actual brand name. Does it, you know, like, because people see TCL, they see BlackBerry, they see BlackBerry QNX, they see BlackBerry Radar, they see all these different things. So, like, does it, does the long term cause confusion because there are so many people claiming the BlackBerry name at this point? Or, you know, how does that work out? It's, it's really weird. I think that's the beautiful gray of where John Chen wants to be, to be totally honest. I think he wants it obfuscated because I think if you boil it all down, it doesn't matter whether it's a BlackBerry by TCL and an iPhone by Foxconn or the intricacies of whether or not I designed it, you designed it, who supports it. I think it's ultimately something they want to be kind of gray. They don't want to be so specific on it. Yeah, it allows them to be flexible and kind of go with the market in in a more seamless way without having to like trudge through, you know, the same old red tape that they've been strangled by in, in some of their you know past years. And I definitely think with like TCL and Alcatel especially, that's a confusing conversation in itself. And when you throw BlackBerry yeah. in, it gets more confusing. I and absolutely agree. With real, that. we're looking at this very closely because we know a lot with what's going on. We keep, you know, all of the listeners here, like they pay much more attention than the average consumer. And so, I like, I of course showed this video off to uh, my aunt because she, you know, she loves BlackBerry and she probably wants to get another BlackBerry. And they mentioned in the video numerous times that it was like built by TCL. She didn't even ask a question. I didn't even have to explain it to her. She just saw it as, oh, it's another BlackBerry, and she mainly saw that because it has a keyboard. So that's all that mattered. Yeah. She saw it has a keyboard. Oh, it's a BlackBerry. Great. You know. It does. Yeah. It's like if if in if I'm in public and I say Foxconn, no one knows what I'm talking about. No. No. And it's irrelevant to the conversation that I would be having about the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Same with BlackBerry. It just doesn't. I don't think it matters. Like I went to Walmart and I looked at a TCL 
a television next to a Vizio, and I'm like, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's all the same, more or less. The fact that TCL is in a great market position, that they're the number four in the United States for handsets, that they're doing really well globally with the smart with smart TVs and you know Roku and all that, I think is is great. But BlackBerry having brand presence is better, in my opinion. And I think that trickles all the way over to BlackBerry UEM and the enterprise software as well. Because if you have something, you can say, I offer the only end-to-end solution. You know, yeah. I, I've got my software across every single endpoint <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that would be in your market. So and That's it's a good very- point, too, because, I mean, you know, basically the people that I know that are going to essentially be interested in possibly picking up the Mercury are not going to refer to it as a TCL device. Like my aunts and my uncles and my cousins and stuff like that, that would essentially be asking me about the device. They're not going to know or even care that it's a TCL device. They're going to care that it's a BlackBerry, right? So, yeah, I mean, that that's a good point. I like that, James. I think people just need to look at the Mercury well TCL I should say with BlackBerry as people look at Apple and Foxconn and it's like they're just they're just the manufacturers of the devices for that company man for BlackBerry like James said you know people don't go and say hey you know can I get a Foxconn no they go and get an iPhone mm-hmm. and and at the end of the day the consumer that shows up to Bell or Verizon or whatever friggin um, store they're just going to see a BlackBerry device. They're not going to see a TCL device. They actually might see a TCL device next to it. But only people actually like us that are actually into $100 it. hundred dollars cheaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right. laughs> but you only know, the people that are actually into it will know the, the difference between those two, right? I think it's it's one of those things as well that it it's it's a partnership, right? It's a global licensing deal, and it, and when you take on someone's brand. They also take on yours, if that makes sense. So, like, TCL is getting a lot of press because of the BlackBerry name. And in, and intrinsically, that raises TCL's mind share as well for, for general people out there. It's like, TCL TV, oh, oh, aren't they making that BlackBerry phone too? And, again, it does basically what BlackBerry wants to do in software. It allows the BlackBerry name to do for TCL and vice versa. So I think it's a great partnership in I don't want to speak too early on it, but it's probably a match that's that's made in heaven. I mean, D1050, 60, some of the strongest Blackberries we've seen. I would say, I would suggest watch out for TCL of various devices and see what software goes into them down the line or like the Roku's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There might be some things in the back that we don't know about with that partnership, right? Because this partnership, Blackberry's doing the software side of it. And if TCL is going to do the hard manufacturing side of it, we might see some uh, little little dips, dibs in here and there with BlackBerry software and other TCL product lines. And, and I mean, this is like, I mean, it's going back to that classic uh, built form of having the, the keyboard with the screen on top. I mean, that's classic Black, BlackBerry right there, right? So for most people, it, you know, whether it's built by TCL, whether it was even built by, uh, by uh, Samsung, it's still going to be, to most people, when they see that device, it's going to be a BlackBerry regardless of who built it because it just goes back to that um, built form right there. So I completely agree with you guys there. Mercury, Mercury. It's funny because I was at this really fancy restaurant. I was there on my birthday, which is like the beginning of December, and I'm... 
I'm with my lady friend, and I'm I order I'm ordering a drink, like a cocktail, and I look down at the menu, and one of the drinks is called Mercury and Retrograde, and I'm sitting there again at the beginning of December, like having this drink, and I'm thinking to myself, it's like. I wonder if this is something that's really going to be good for Blackbird or whether it's going to, as Blaze kind of alluded to earlier, maybe just confuse things even more. Because we still don't necessarily have a a roadmap to speak of in terms of like what's coming through the year. Maybe Mobile World Congress will get more light into that. But I think right now all of it's a little bit too early. Uh, I think let's like if we need to boil it down to a conversation about like, do you guys like the phone or not? <laughs> because I'm... I think it's it's really bold in the sense that it's it's the way it looks and it it seems to hold you know hold no punches or anything like that. But I think it also is a little bit polarizing in the same way that the passport was, just for an odd form factor. I don't think people have ever seen a device that's that tall with a QWERTY, you know, there all the time. And it, I think there was like an old Moto that was kind of similar, but it's an odd form factor for 2017. Do you think people are going to embrace something like that? I don't know about embracing it. I know that the, the the information that's getting out there nowadays shows that people are somewhat at least interested and excited to see where it the direction goes with it. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of like hesitant to, to even put that sort of news out there as well, even though most people know it anyways, because, I mean, when you think back to, to the Priv, the Priv got a lot of hype too when it started coming out and basically all of the news blogs and all the tech blogs, uh, you know, they were pretty stoked to see what the Priv came with. And then once it actually launched, you know, they only got the random post here and there afterwards, right? So, of course, everybody is attaching themselves to to the news now, the information now, and it sounds like there's a lot of hype and excitement for the form factor and the design and everything and the interest of where it actually goes. But is that is that going to be a long-term excitement sort of thing? Like it does that excitement actually turn into the device selling or does that excitement just turn into one of those stories where it turns out to be like, well, there was a lot of excitement in the beginning, but then the thing faded away sort of deal. Right. Yeah. That it, I thought it would have been good had they given specs, had they not held things back. I mean, yeah. it, because and it, maybe it leads to an air of mystery, right? They don't want to get, they don't want to pre-announce everything and then it, you know, just not snowball, right? They can kind of be fresh with it. But I'll give you some more communication along that line would have been really good for, I think, the media to take a hold of because I think it would help showcase that they want to grow this partnership out, right? They want to be able to expand on it and do more than just a keyboard device. I think it was just kind of, Kind of odd, and then it, it makes it makes it look like BlackBerry doesn't have their stuff together with the software as well. Like it's it's nougat, but you know we can't show you anything because it's not final. And I don't know, it can kind of come off as maybe a uh, not as good a thing as as it you know potentially could. But I was impressed with even the videos and stuff that we did see, like you know people praising the camera, people loving on the build quality and whatnot. So that was that was at least nice to see. Blaze, in some of the photos that you guys posted up on Crackberry, what were some of the things that like stuck out to you immediately once you saw those pictures? Uh, the keyboard, basically, for me. I mean, everything else has you know, pretty much been out there anyways, but the keyboard itself, like the up-close pictures of the keyboard and how the keyboard is laid out. And 
I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, if I'm going to have a device with a keyboard, I really want the keyboard to be an effective keyboard. Like, you know, like the Priv, the Priv was probably a little bit too shallow for some people, didn't have enough, um, you know, space on the, on the actual keyboard itself. And, you know, the, the travel wasn't as far on the keys as what people had expected it to be. So I hope it's not one of those scenarios. But the keyboard is pretty much the same thing that that stuck out to me as being the interest because I don't want it to be like the Priv keyboard and that that in in and of itself is kind of a mystery because when you watch the hands-on a lot of people say oh well it's similar to the Priv keyboard or oh it's slightly larger than the Priv keyboard it's kind of hard to determine who is actually right when they make those comments uh, the other thing is that the the keyboard looks kind of clear no it, and clear and shiny like the, the it's it's almost like the lettering was printed underneath of the actual keyboard itself i don't know if that is the case but it that's at least what it looks like and that's a little bit of a difference from what previous keyboards were and it i don't know it, it's one of those things like it's kind of hard to hard to say too much about it because of the fact that it's not a uh, a production device they they made sure to note several times that it's a pre-production yeah. device but i think I think a lot of people have already passed judgment on it based off of that little bit of information that was put out there, right? So, uh, yeah, it's pretty much the. I want to see what the final keyboard looks like. Yeah, you know, I don't. You... I don't care about all the scuffs and stuff like that that are on it. Like, I know that it's a pre-production device. I don't give a shit about any of that. Just show me what the final keyboard looks like and then let me go from there, right? Yeah, and you know, that's the one thing that when watching any of the videos or the hands-on, I was a little bit thrown off too by, like, some people People were like, you know, oh, it's like the Priv keyboard, you know, a little bit better or whatever. You know, like, that's the one thing that BlackBerry does really well and the one, like, major complaint that people had with the Priv who really liked keyboards. It was just, like, it wasn't really that much of a BlackBerry keyboard. It was missing a lot. So, you know, they had phenomenal devices like the Passport and, you know, the 9930 even going back or the Classic that had great keyboards. You know it's going to duplicate that. So I don't know if people – sometimes, you know, people who are reviewing a hands-on device, like right when they see it, they're just going to say something really quick because that's the first thing that comes to their mind. So I don't know how true it is. Like, oh, you know, it's just like the Brave keyboard. You know, maybe it was just something that came to mind. It's probably – more like the classic keyboard you know i i i don't know at least hoping you know i'm i'm kind of feeling weird about the keyboard myself i don't like how glossy it looked as blaze mentioned again pre-production so to speak on it is a little yeah. bit superfluous in a sense i think one of the things that struck out to me the most is that all of this has been in the pipeline you know this is we really truly haven't seen what TCL's take on a BlackBerry is because yeah. this is quasi that last designed in-house BlackBerry, right? So I still feel like we're getting a lot of that BlackBerry DNA and that BlackBerry influence on what the Mercury will end up being. And I'm more interested in seeing, well, when BlackBerry takes a step back, focuses on the software, right? Because that's where we want them to be and lets TCL do the hardware, right? And license and use their IP and, you know, get with you know, smaller groups than BlackBerry, to, you know, establish something like that. Is it going to be something that is interesting or is it going to be something that, you know, people are, are actually going to go want? Because I, I think if BlackBerry starts letting go of the design, then we could potentially see TCL get really, really aggressive with the BlackBerry rollout strategy and how they want to roll with this partnership because they can go really hard at these enterprises 
trying to compete with Apple and Samsung if they just push some marketing, right? We've been saying that for a while. I mean, if they go at it, they can make a big dent in some of the user base and start, you know, uh, buffing up BlackBerry for sure. That's something yeah. I, I certainly want to see. And I mean, this this is obviously a long-term play for TCL themselves because it, I don't know if you guys read it, but um, on Android Central, Flo wrote up an article that is like, Mercury gives us reasons to be hopeful about BlackBerry in 2017. And in that interview, basically, um, the president of TCL breaks it down. He's like, we're creating a portfolio for 2019. Like, this is literally just the beginning of what they have planned. Um, they have total advancements with, like, carrier relationships and stuff like that that they're working to to basically broaden and expand in the BlackBerry brand with, sort of, like, picking up where BlackBerry sort of let things go because we know BlackBerry was doing direct sales, but, like, TCL has this mapped out until like 2019. That's when you're going to actually start seeing the fruits of the labor, so to speak, with this deal in its entirety. It's basically, we're just at the starting point right now with what TCL actually has planned. And I mean, I don't know, the the guy made a, a pretty bold statement. He's, he basically said, we intend to use all that we've had with Alcatel to make BlackBerry a true competitor for Apple and Samsung. That's a bold statement, man. Like when you think about it, that's pretty, pretty bold to put out there and and be confident with that, right? So, it does create a lot of excitement for what they're what they're doing, and and even if we have to wait until twenty nineteen to see it, but and TCL is a partner who's big enough to do it. I mean, that's the craziness about it. Whereas like BlackBerry as a brand is large enough to p- sit next to headlines of the Apples and the Samsungs, right? But now they have a manufacturing partner who's on a global scale in the top five. You know what I'm saying? And that really gives BlackBerry a wide cadence to go out and do a lot of things. Um, I'm interested because, as, as Scott mentioned earlier, I mean, the potential is way beyond just a phone or any piece of, you know, uh, you know, smart kit like that. I mean, there's so much potential in the IoT impending space as well. For instance, LG at CES 2017 pulled off a LG refrigerator, smart refrigerator, with WebOS on it, you know, expanding on what they did in the TV, bringing that to the refrigerator. So there's a lot of verticals that I think BlackBerry will end up getting to. In the near term, however, I mean, you got to think QNX, mission critical. I mean, <laughs> my milk spoiling in my fridge is probably not mission critical to, to QNX's yeah. standard, right? BlackBerry but, 10 TV coming up from TCL soon. <laughs> right. Stay tuned. 5K. <laughs> it's so ironic because at that point, the Playbook OS that was on that Cyclone was very much like WebOS. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of a kind of a crazy thought to think back on. I want to get to one of our patron questions this week because it kind of leads us right out of this conversation into our next one relative to the Mercury device. We've talked a little bit about you know how it looks and things like that. Alex has shown some clips here. This is one of our patrons, Sean, asking us a question for the week. Hey, Barry Flo, Crackberry, Alex. How you doing? It's Sean. Um, just have a question for you. I noticed with the Mercury at the CES show, um, they kept saying it was an alpha build. Uh, realistically, what are the chances of them actually changing any of the hardware before launch? And if they do, what would you like changed, uh, if anything? Okay, thank you so much. Great show. So what about you, Brandon? 
But if it's not a final production device, is there something like you'd want to see or have like solidified on the spec sheet? Um, <clears throat> I think the the main factor that a lot of people are going to be worried about is kind of the. Uh, I mean, we saw the improvement with the last device that they had with the front facing camera. I think a lot of people are going to be looking towards and see, you know, really what those finalized specs are going to be for the camera. Um, I mean, it's all speculation really at the at the moment right now. We don't know 100% what it's going to be until we see it being shipped and we see a production model, right? And I think a lot of people had reservations about the camera because, uh, I mean, going back a, a couple of devices, going back to the Priv, it had a a pretty bad front-facing camera and people certainly complained about it but then the, the next two devices that TCL came out with for BlackBerry certainly improved on there so it'd be interesting to see how they kind of go forward with the camera device at the back it's it seems to be something that a lot of people care about and it's never really been a strong point for BlackBerry and it'd be interesting to see if they can kind of bolster that side of the device um, before it goes into production. That's fair. I'll, I'll definitely take that. Scott, what about you? Anything you'd like put in concrete for this device when it launches? Yeah, I'd like to see it more of a top tier spec end. So a, uh, at least 821 processor and actually talks to the 626. Let's get that thing out of there and get a, get a real a solid processor in there and some serious RAM so that it, it, it's got the proper friggin' uh, flow to it per se, and uh, guys don't get disappointed with, with the overall experience, right? That's my big my biggest concern is BlackBerry's breaking out their first true Android QWERTY keyboard, and the experience is gonna be crap. So, yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, I, I definitely wanna see a higher spec device. Even two, two devices would be fine, you know? Give me a mid and a high end, and, or, Give give me whatever you're gonna give me in February, but let me know there's something coming potentially. You know that that will be that. I think maybe not 821, but like the same specs of the DTEC 60 at the same price point for the Mercury. Sure. I'm there. 499. Sure. Pick, pick your pick your poison. I'll touch your qwerty. But uh, Scott Scott, you and I had the same thought on that. I want more timely specs. Blaze, what about you, man? Anything you want kind of put in stone on this device? Um. I think I'm pretty much on the same same level with you and Scott. It's a little bit better specs. Um, if, if I had to really break it down to like one particular thing that I just genuinely wanted in there, I mean, if if there was nothing else that they were going to possibly change other than this one particular thing, I just want four gigabytes of RAM in there. I want more RAM to basically beef up whatever processor. Like we, if you go through the videos. I mean, yeah, TCL didn't put out the spec sheet, but we know from the rumors what the spec sheet is, and we know from the hands-on what the spec sheet is. We already know just by that that what it's currently running. It's running a 625 with 3 gigabytes of RAM, and it's on Android 7.0, which at this point hasn't been security patched since, like, August on this build, anyways, that they were showing off. We know that stuff. Um RAM is pretty much the only thing that I would, if they stuck with everything else, I would be perfectly fine, but I want more than that three gigabytes of RAM. I want four gigabytes of RAM in there. But yeah, I mean, overall, if I had it entirely down to me, I would totally want 
updated specs, just a little bit more powerful specs under under the hood, and give me that. Yeah, BlackBerry. I hope you uh, you've taken light of of this and what we 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 desire. Alex, what about you, man? Is there anything on this Mercury device that you'd like? You know, either the battery beefed up, better optics in the camera. No, I I, I don't know. I kind of think. Um... Obviously, specs would be great, but you know it's going to get to a point where if they use, you know, top-of-the-line specs, it's going to be an expensive phone, and then we're going to have another Priv kind of scenario. So as much as I want decent specs, it needs to be an upgrade to the Priv, I think, so at least, like, I can recommend it and people can recommend it as a Priv upgrade. If there are lower specs than that or the same RAM and things like that, then it's, like, I think that would be a big mistake. Um, the build quality looks nice. Uh, some of those old, old leaks of this showed it, it almost looked like it was like an iphone um in a in a good way like the build quality and the bottom part of the, of the phone like i have the video pulled up right here it almost does uh the bezel of it at least is kind of like iphone-esque which is not a bad thing it's it's like a nice looking device a, a solid quality device so i think just just high quality decent enough specs as to where it can be an upgrade from the priv um and you know good keyboard and th that's kind of like the main thing that i'm hoping that this phone is because that's the most important thing that I need to recommend it. So that's why I don't want like if I only had one thing to choose from and just be upgrade the RAM because the RAM adds yeah. adds a nice little bit of of spec bump without actually increasing the price. Like nobody's gonna charge you that much more for RAM. You know what I mean? No, that's I don't understand why it's been that big of a deal too. Like it's taken so long to get. Like let's just put six gigabytes of RAM in the phone, you know, just something because it's not that expensive at all. Um, but you know, when you're talking about dollars and cents per device, yeah, whatever. But right. at least think, at least I put four think, or five gigs in there, you know. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like if they stick with the six twenty five and everything else, I think it would be perfectly fine because if they go with a higher spec processor, then you know, battery life does become problematic at that point too. You kind of have to have that in mind. And I don't, I don't think the 625 is too aged at this point to be able to say that it, it can't live up to the expectations. I think people are a little bit too excessive and spec prone in that area. I think as long as the processor has the amount of RAM that can function off of it, then it will serve it perfectly fine, right? When it really comes down to it, the RAM is what kind of like hinders it. Like if you only put two gigabytes of RAM in there, or even three gigabytes, then you're really you're you're basically chopping off the processor at that point. You're, you know, you're making it run less than what it possibly can. So just put the put the proper amount of RAM in there, and then I think everything would be perfectly fine and it'd be a nice balance. But again, that's if I only had to pick one thing. If I had to pick overall. I'd want a whole entire spec bump. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I kind of am not, I don't know if I'm just like loyal to my Passport SE or whether the Mercury just seems like a weird, like awkward cousin of that device, but I'm not, I, aesthetically it's it's striking, right? It definitely catches your eye. It does what it needs to do from a visual perspective. I just am not that fond of it to be to, totally fair. I would, however, totally mess around with an all-black version. Like, yeah. take me back to, like, the Classic and the Q10. Like, I love that the Q10 was all blacked out for the most part. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, all around it had the, the black steel and, uh, you know, the carbon fiber back. I really liked 
those types of devices because it was a blackberry right i don't want a silverberry i want a blackberry <laughs> so it, even it, if even if there's a little of a, a price bump i'd be down for an all black version and yes yeah, I've, it, ma- I've made it known if we're gonna talk aesthetics i think i don't know i mean it, you're right it's a striking device it it it's gonna cause people to ask like what kind of phone you're using but if i had it my way in terms of the aesthetics it would probably be like make it more cohesive. It doesn't look cohesive at this point. Mm-hmm. It looks like it looks like they they took an iPhone and a Samsung Galaxy S7 and a Passport Silver Edition, mashed it all up into this device that covers all of them and put it out there. You know, um, I agree with James. I would this, want it to look more this is cohesive. You right, see how the top and the bottom are the same right. color? It doesn't look opposite. like it's two devices or three devices jammed into one. You know what I mean? Like make it all one color or, you know, make that, it all and, silver or whatever. And that's why I'm like, Blackberry, let it go. Like let design go. Like I actually don't want your input on the next one. I want to just see how TCL does with your assets to be totally fair because i feel like it was you have to compromise in a lot of ways when you're working on a co-design like that you know and i'd really just be interested to see what maybe other people are doing as well we have these indonesian uh, cell phones that they're going to be building as well i want to see kind of is there another story that they're telling on the design side of this aesthetic or is it going to be kind of all over the place it'd be interesting to see if like we're getting like miniaturized versions of the mercury in other places you know or that yeah. Maybe they're building a reference model, and then that reference model gets skinned to the high end and spec to the high end, or skinned to the low end and spec to the low end. You know, and maybe that's just like how they how they go about building it. Very just interesting right. stuff. So at this point, let's go ahead and just get this out of the way because it's it's nonsense and it's fluff. What about the name? What do you call this device at this point? Is it going to be a DTEK 70? Is it just basically going to be like the BlackBerry Press, which is probably pretty lame in itself? Or should they just roll this damn thing out as the BlackBerry Mercury because that's what it's already known as? <laughs> yeah, Mercury's got my vote, man. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> yeah, like, really... Seriously, it, it, it's, it's not that bad of a name, and it's that well-known now. Why not? Why why bother messing with it? <laughs> the DTEC line too like doesn't really get across the I guess Mercury doesn't really get across either that it's a keyboard or something, but whatever the name is, it should in some way maybe show that it has a physical keyboard and then keep a line dedicated to its, you know, successor and things like that. Does not have it be like focused on some, security necessarily. Something I've thought about is that Half of these names, they choose them because no one else owns them yet. Like, no one yeah. owns Priv. Like, no one no one has a copyright on Priv or a trademark on Priv. Yeah. It's like Mercury, someone probably has Mercury yeah. already. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Someone probably, D-Tech, D-Tech 5060, it's something they own because they made D-Tech, right? So, yeah, why can't it be, well, I guess Classic. Um, there's a reason that the Classic device was yeah. called Classic. They, they were able to brand those devices, and why not Mercury? Bring back the bold, man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be nice. I was just thinking that, Alex. <laughs> there would have to be zero compromises to every other bold, though, in order to make it happy. Why? To make Who cares? Who cares? You imagine that though—the ripples they could send across headlines. Your BlackBerry Bold is back and better than ever. 
running Android 7. Yeah. I mean, that that's yeah. interesting because, yeah. again, the bold name is something that BlackBerry has as an asset that's literally collecting dust, mm-hmm. just like their keyboard patents and technology. Like, what are they doing with it? Nothing. TCL can now use these things, and who yeah. knows? Yeah. Maybe we get a BlackBerry style from TCL. <laughs> I'm, I'm about that life, guys, let me tell you. So before we get out of here, I need to give away these vinyl skins. Because I will forget. I've been trying to give away for like four weeks now. (laughs) I'll make it easy. I'll take one. (laughs) It's it's funny because they're actually pretty phenomenal. Uh, I they're like extra grippy, which is super nice for the D Tech. I will actually put out a picture of my destroyed D Tech sixty eventually, probably with the review, just to be like, you know, be careful with your phones, guys. Um, Definitely be careful. (laughs) Don't don't or anything like that anyway for the device skin winners here the blue one is going ahead this one's going to be won by steve let me click over here we have another one for james and these are all listed in the comments on berry flow i did not just win my own device skin i promise (laughs) and this last one here that we have is going to michael so those will be our three winners. I'm going to update this posting on Veryflow and the last week's uh, episode as well. So those three winners will go ahead and get their skins, and we'll connect with you, send you an email, get your shipping information, and we'll settle all of that up. Alex, take us out. I need after-show discussion so I can actually vent about this Mercury. Yeah, because was, yeah, yeah, as yeah. good as it is and as amped as everyone is, we're teetering on the precipice of hype. And you, that can fall down one side real quick or potentially roll and pick up momentum on the other. So I'm hoping Blackbird gets this right. Absolutely. It's going to be fun after show. I'm hoping Thanks TCL for, gets it right. <laughs> this, this is something yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see and we'll have a lot to talk about. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you in the next one.